It's How Long Gone, a special edition today, recording on an off day because our guest is a is a legend and we had to move our schedule around to accommodate, which we obviously don't mind doing. Jason, how are you feeling? It's a pleasure to move my schedule around for the tweet, man. Uh, not a problem at all. You know, it's it's Monday. Instead of Tuesday, it's not really that big of a crazy switch up. Usually, I like to have my Monday to t- kind of reset my week, write down write down my intentions and all that. But of course, yeah, no, I know you're. I know that your whiteboard is blank, but and you haven't had time this morning to kind of get your stuff up there. And hopefully, you'll have some time to do that this afternoon. I did. I did do my morning pages though. I was inspired by I don't know some sort of Tweety esque okay. vibes going on. I think maybe in his book, um, he talks about it or just like the. Yeah, the, getting in the habit of dumping things out of your brain and you're, you know, sort of training your brain how to just start creating shit from scratch, I guess. I don't know. My brother is a huge fan of his book. The books are the, and the, I haven't had a chance to know the books yet. are great. I mean, there's I, I didn't read how to write one song, but I read Let's Go so we can get back the the first memoir. But there's a new one that's like per it's it's called World Within a Song Music That Changed My Life and Life That Changed My Music um great great title Mm. which is like about every chapter is a song but he's into like he's talking about rosalia as well as billy eilish but also some you know obviously more for real you would expect yeah for real for real for real for real speaking of rosalia i was i was watching um uh snl con bad bunny and now (laughs) unfortunately my wife is a bad bunny fan after watching him perform in a white skin tight shirt Phipps. That, uh, he was wearing the Phipps top on snl which is a big look and she's friends with him so she's like dming or like texting him like omg and he's like yeah it's sold out in like one 45 second period it was you just know like, you know what the best the best part about that is there is i would say no one who bought that can pull it off but they were so inspired <laughs> by Bad Bunny that they couldn't resist hitting hitting purchase, you know, when it was in their cart. And that is the power of celebrity that we kind of sometimes forget. You well, there I mean, no one. It's it's not like it was I mean, it's it's essentially just a long sleeve t shirt. It happens to be, you know, a little bit of a skin tight fit, but it's not necessarily anything like bondage wear. No, but it was not, giving, it's also it, not see through. But it was giving rash guard, which unless you're absolutely shredded, you can't really wear something like that. Or you can, but you'll just look <laughs> you'll look bad. I mean, you can do it if you'd like. I'm not gonna I stop w- you. I would course. argue that Bad Bunny would not be categorized as somebody who is, quote, absolutely shredded. He is he's he's in good he's in good you shape. You can also be skinny. I mean, there's two ways you can go, but you can't be holding an extra fifteen or twenty. He can have a little bit of he can have a little birria in the tummy. You know, he <laughs> a lot of guys are into it. a little little pouch up front. It means that you live a, a, a good, rewarding life, right? I'm sure, and that's great. Go off if that's what you want want to do i'm just saying don't wear that <laughs> shirt around me um but i'm i was happy i, I watched or you'll take a bite out of it like one of your granny smiths i watched that too and i just really man i do not understand bad bunny i really don't not just because he speaks a different language um because <laughs> it's it's i just don't it, i do not understand it mainly because my duolingo um trial ended <laughs> yeah, exactly and, i'm not able and to i have not had time to renew it i but. thought shazam would work for translation but it only works for song identification <laughs> so i was a little but no i just don't i just don't get it like i don't think i, I just don't it does nothing like it, i don't know it, it literally does nothing for me and I, I i feel bad about it kind of like i feel like i should get it you haven't been able to sleep all week 
You feel terrible, don't you? I feel terrible. My stomach's in knots because I can't put on <laughs> Bad Bunny in the, I, in you the, have, in the whip. Uh, what, what my people say down south of the border, you, you've got some gastros. Yes, exactly. 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 No. <laughs> but do you like the music or do you just appreciate him? No. Okay, well, you don't no, either. I, I, I don't. I, don't uh, I, I sort of, I guess I appreciate him as a, a charming entertainer that apparently is a little more... I don't know, like a little before I just sort of knew him as like a playful, confident, yes, um, gay guy who is pretending to be straight <laughs> yes. because the record label made him blah blah blah. Yes, of course. But but after watching him on SNL, I would I would say one could confuse his confidence con arrogance. What say you? I didn't watch any of the skits. I only watched the the musical performances. Okay. Um, inter- introduced by Lady Gaga and one of his secret bottoms, Pedro Pascal. Um, <laughs> I don't. I just don't. Lady Gaga. I don't really. I just don't. Get, I don't. Yeah. I mean. I, well, to, well, I, I'll, 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 I'll speak on him musically. Um, he has all. Well, I, I brought him up because of Rosalia because I was talking to to Carolyn in the car after we watched it. Driving to go get a smash burger, and I was like the the music when I when I listen to um, uh, a song from Rosalia or um, Kali Uchi's even yes 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 the, the music of the actual song is is are these rich kind of Bjork like scapes yeah and there's so many instruments and you know the chord changes are interesting and the melodies are interesting and there's a lot going on and every Bad Bunny song is just the most kind of generic regular old beat. I mean, obviously some more shine more than others. Some are are a little faster and some are a little more interesting and you know, they have different, you know, cumbia rhythms and things like that, but a lot of them are just the most kind of boring generic just a, a normal hip hop beat and then a, a synth pad over it that goes uh, uh. See, this is why we this is why we pod. I, I couldn't articulate why it was boring and you just did and it's and both of us are hearing the same thing, I, I think, and that's <laughs> and, what that's and, the and, issue. And because we don't speak English and are not sexual, I mean, sorry, because we don't speak Espanol as well as he does, and we don't, we're not sexually attracted to him. There's not a whole lot for us to to clamp onto because you, I, I, I listen to some of the lyrics and the times where he does say things in in Inglés that I understand. He 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 mentioned Super Mario. Yes, yes, you know? yes. So it's like he's singing this sexy song full of passion and flavor, and then he says Super Mario, and I'm like, okay, so <laughs> maybe if I even if I did understand what he was saying, I would not that would not move the needle enough for me because he's it's just like it's just pop music. I don't think he's known for his pen. You know what I'm saying? I don't think that's. <laughs> I don't think he's really. I don't. But think to he, me, why why am I listening to Bad Bunny? Why is he the biggest recording artist you know outside of taylor swift when when you have a rosalia sitting right there are so many other interesting artists doing a, doing a similar style of music. I, I don't really i mean rosalia is definitely cooler and like more interesting but i also don't want to put on rosalia in the car no you don't you know but i, I you don't but i don't i don't it's funny you brought up taylor swift because <laughs> I, I that's that's the question is like which which relationship do you believe less Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey or Kendall Jenner and Bad Bunny? Um, I think I th- well, I, I think that Travis Kelsey is like 100% gay where Bad Bunny is SB. Okay. Bad so Bunny is SB. <laughs> like Bad Bunny is like, that's a badass chick. I'll fuck her. And then he's also like, this dude is hot. I'm going to fuck him. And Travis is just like, 
Get this pussy away from me. Yeah, I want to get smacked in the ass with a towel in the locker room like I've always <laughs> dreamed of. Go Chiefs. Um, I need some hairy hole and I need it now. I just don't. I, I'm all set on on Bad Bunny. The world isn't. I also, he he like, he dresses insane in like a pretty bad way most of the time. He dresses like Lady Gaga. Yeah, he does. Well, I mean, he's a, apparently. like Lady Gaga going to Craig's. I saw, I saw like a thing somebody posted where like finally she noticed him and it's like five or six different pictures of Bad Bunny wearing different Lady Gaga. Gaga merch or like listening to Lady Gaga, you know what I mean? Like all kinds mm. of situations. And he's doing uh, various dog weasels. And I'm look, I'm a Lady Gaga head, but it feels different when it's Bad Bunny. You know what I mean? It feels it feels like a, a different sort of fandom. I didn't know that you were a, a Lady Gaga head. Yeah, I'm. A, I'm. A, I mean, I only like certain. What's the name of her her standum again? Little monsters. <laughs> I knew I knew the answer to that question. I just wanted you to say it. <laughs> oh, fuck you, them jeans. Uh, yeah, uh, and shout out to I'm uh, mental note to myself. Put a timestamp at the beginning of this intro for all of the uh, old heads who are listening to this podcast only because of who the guest is. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so you don't have to sift through this nonsense. I know you'd hate to hear about Bad Bunny. That's going to kind of fuck up your flow. <laughs> Um, and I understand. Did you see? I, I was really into this. This came out this morning, but Interview magazine shot sexy photos of Britney Spears' ex husband. Mm, it's a flop, Mel. It's a flop. I just cancel think, this, delete this. I just think it's so cool to do that. And it's going to get so many. It's so smart and it's going to get so many clicks. And okay. Who is who is this guy for people who don't know? Myself I don't know. included. Some fucking Armenian fucking security guard that hit it a couple times and got locked in and moved into Malibu. When you say so this is so this is a guy who was dating Britney Spears. Is they were married. No, they were married. They're married. Okay. Yeah, they're married. And and now he's gonna take her to the cleaners, I hope. Um but I, I <laughs> You hope. Well after her throwing Justin under the bus, I just don't know what to believe, but I can't wait to read the <laughs> I can't wait to read the book. I'll tell you that. Look, as a cast member of the Every Time video, I'm offended by that. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm offended by that. My community with it with the X in the word community oh, hey, is offended by that. Hey, how are you? What's going on, guys? We're just finishing up the intro. Give us one second. I appreciate the punctuality. Yeah, proper punctuality. All right, um, let's introduce our guest, Chris. Yeah, okay. We have we have a guest today, uh, Jeff Tweedy. You know him from the band Wilco. Uh, he's got a new book coming out that we spoke about earlier. He's got a couple before that, um, and it looks like he's coming to us from the road, which is always a hot topic here on How Long Gone. So let's let's uh, give Jeff a call and get into it. How long gone? is brought to you by our dear friends at BetterHelp, Jason. BetterHelp, you know, the summer travel season is coming up. Luckily, my BetterHelp therapist also fancies themselves a bit of a travel agent. So for maybe the first half of our sweet sessions, we were spent off, obviously off clock going through, you know, hotels, ferries, <laughs> car rentals, restaurant recommendations. It's as if I have two wives. I have two wives inside of me and uh, yeah, we, <laughs> sure, sure. Yeah. So uh, it, it is a fun way to find and connect different therapists. You get one that you really like. You guys are gossiping. You guys are chit chatting. You guys are talking about your personal interests. Next thing you know, it's time to actually do the work. So it feels good building those uh, mental health relationships with people you actually like. And on BetterHelp, there are so many different therapists to choose from. I don't like anyone. If you're thinking of starting <laughs> therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapist anytime for no additional charge. 
Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash long today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash long. Nice. How Long Gone is brought to you by Nutrafol. As you know, you know, hair thinning is quite complicated. Like your skin, hair is a reflection of your health. Uh-oh. And internal factors can impact the way your hair looks, feels, and most importantly, grows. Nutrafol's whole body approach multi-targets underlying root causes like stress, hormone fluctuations, and nutrient gaps for visibly thicker, stronger hair. Go ahead, give it a tug. Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist recommended hair growth suppy with over 1 million people seeking thicker, stronger, faster growing hair with considerably less shedding. Thank God. Take the first step <laughs> to visibly thicker, healthier hair for a limited time. Nutrafol is offering our listeners $10 off your first month's subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com and enter the promo code how long? All one word. Find out why over 4,500 healthcare professionals and stylists and professional stylists recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. Nutrafol.com spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L. I got Raf on the nut. <laughs> Dot com promo code how long. That's Nutrafol.com <laughs> promo code how long. Um, where, where are you right now? Where are you coming to us from? Omaha, Nebraska. Oh, beautiful Omaha. Okay, so and and there's already <laughs> there's already a sound check going on at this, this early. No, it's uh they're tuning the PA. Oh, okay. I didn't know you could tune. A, I didn't know you could tune a PA. Damn, you got to wake up pretty early yeah. in the morning when you got to sound check the sound check. You know? <laughs> yeah. What do you What do you mean? What do you do when you tune a PA? Uh, it's a, it's a giant piece of equipment and. All of the, of course, of course, all the different, all the, all the different uh, frequencies are represented by different sets of speakers. So you, you know, oh, okay, okay, okay. You know, you get them all to work in concert with each other uh, to, sure. to create like the best possible. There's also a lot of science too. They like, they measure the room and how far the stage is and, and from the mixing back wall and yeah there's, all, there's it's a it's really a science compared to when i started <laughs> yeah no i'm sure i'm sure yeah yeah you didn't have 11 guys with ipads wa wandering around a festival ground being like the 1700 hertz needs yeah. to be ducked 3db no we had a guy with a bong that was like lent part of the pa out to his friends and it might be back in time for the show <laughs> sorry bro I've we, got we have speaker. most of the speakers <laughs> yeah exactly yeah. No monitors tonight, Chief. Sorry. We just kind of, I don't know, man. Time got away from me. Well, uh, that, you should take the good one if you're the singer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's always that, oh my God. That's always good advice. That's always really good advice. Uh, <laughs> how long have you been on this tour, or is this is this pretty new? Oh, uh, forever. Uh, okay. Well, no, I mean, I know your, your adult life, but yeah. I meant this particular leg. Um, I think we're in our fifth week on this run, and we had just done five weeks in Europe before that so uh mm -hmm. a little bit of a break uh, in between but not much so i guess it's week 10 <laughs> week that's okay, pretty and, and you usually or you at least at some point were known for taking breaks in between and breaking up the tour yeah instead of going like three years straight like lady gaga yeah or this is this is kind of unusual for us but it was you know it just uh some scheduling things combined with a new record coming out. All the like, we just we just kind of yeah. decided to 
to go for it and 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 cause our spring is going to be a bit lighter get it all get it all done in 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 a timely fashion up front and, and see if we still have any any energy left <laughs> to do anything decide. else ever again all right so we we did 12 <laughs> ever we did 12 weeks see if i could take the trash out to the, <laughs> yes, to the street when i get yeah. back home yeah i mean 12 weeks I, I would be considering a lot of things at the end of that and kind of what i want to do next but i mean de- what do you do to decompress when you when you hit the pillow after the road other than podcasts what do you do to kind of slow down try and get as many podcasts in as possible <laughs> of course of course <laughs> Do you do you like doing podcasts and like just press in general? Like like because you've been having to do press tours for a long time now, and before it would be people interviewing you with just questions, and now that it seems to have shifted more conversationally, is that at, is that at least a little bit more enjoyable? Uh, well, to be honest, I think that that uh, like a day of interviews is probably the closest to real work. My job feels like a, a lot of times, <laughs> sure, mm-hmm. sure, but sure, yeah. in general. Uh, I like talking to people about music, and and uh, most people come uh, come at me with a level of sincerity that I can deal with and and mm-hmm. have a good conversation. Um, yeah, occasionally you get somebody. So tell me, uh, is Wilco still around? <laughs> <You know? laughs> sure, sure, sure. Love the books, Jeff. Are you still doing the band thing, or like what's? Damn, that's bad. I mean, well, yeah. that's bad. A little bit worse than when you have the super fan who just wants to be like, remember that one time? Yeah. No, we told this story because I, I went to um, see Sofia Coppola speak because she has a new book that came out mm-hmm. and, the, and the Priscilla movie is coming out. And the the fan questions were like pre-submitted. So there was no like, you know, m- guy walking around with a mic or anything. And the first question was about like what lenses she used on a certain movie. Uh-huh. And I was just like, this is the lamest group of people I've ever been around. Like, this is yeah. insane. Yeah. You know? it, like, I don't like when, when fans start asking about fucking guitar tunings, it just seems like yeah. we're going down the wrong path. You know yeah. what I'm saying? It's not, uh, that is information that will not affect sales. <laughs> you know, that, no, that's exactly, that's exactly right. That's exactly right. That's, but real. you have to, you have to, you have to sprinkle something for the real heads though. You know, there's a lot of people out there who spend a lot of their time studying your pedal boards yeah. and scanning set lists and stuff like that. And you got to feed them a bone mm-hmm. every once in a while. Right? Yeah. Well, I mean, you got to understand your audience. If it's, you know, if it's, it's a whole crowd full of people like that, then you're going to, you know, there's tons of information is going to blow their minds. <laughs> yeah, sure, know? sure. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you guys sitting down, I'm about to fuck you up. <laughs> yeah, oh, you're not going to believe the tuning I use. Um, yeah. Um, no, but if it's, um, you know, and, and when you're doing interviews, if you, you know, you know, it's a guitar magazine and, you know, yeah, sure. like, and stuff like that. But for the most part, the thing that's most irksome is like just basic background information that you would think is just 10 seconds away from everybody knowing yeah like oh, like basically the whole <laughs> the whole bio your entire <laughs> life story yeah for sure You're, yeah, my mom been knows chronicled. how to use wikipedia yeah. it's not that hard to figure yeah, it out it ain't that it ain't that serious it really isn't yeah. that serious and it's, it's disrespectful well i mean i, I don't know i lo- i always tend to you know, know who I'm talking to. <laughs> you know? Yeah, sure, sure. Yeah, that's kind of a nice approach to life, I would say, is kind of know who so you're you, talking to. So are you familiar with some of my earlier work then, Jeff? <laughs> uh, yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, I I checked out some of your remixes on YouTube. I was really into some of your drum. I was edits. kind of the the Uncle Tupelo of DJing <laughs> myself, actually. Yeah, that's how he that's how he describes himself. Yeah. Um. Yeah, we were just talking in the intro. Um. But I've been I've been inspired to kick back in to doing morning pages after hearing you oh, nice. sort of talking about that as well. And it's one of those things because my uh, my wife was like. There's a lot of stuff going on in my personal life right now, and she's like, "You should, you know, be doing something, writing it down." And I'm always like, "Eh." And I've gone in and out of phases of the morning pages, but then hearing you talk about it, it helped give me a good kick in the pants. So it's oh, good. So thank you for that. Well, I mean, at the at the very least, I I really I don't think it can hurt. I just don't think it hurts. <laughs> <You know>? <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean it's 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 literally free therapy, you know, mm-hmm. and it's just yeah. it's just there, and it, it sets off that. It, but I've I've stopped and started it so many times mm-hmm. over the years since I first discovered it that it it turns into the, one of those things like a like an addiction to something where you're like I know what happens next if I stop doing this, and then. And then the good, I know when I stop, when I start doing it, then I start going to bed a little earlier and then mm-hmm. you start thinking about maybe I don't need that second martini at dinner because I got to wake up and do my pages and that just sort of mm-hmm. snowballs into a better life, I guess. I mean, yeah, I, 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 I'm an advocate. I'm an advocate for just a, I mean, I, just a little bit of, just a tiny bit of time in everybody's day mm-hmm. to intentionally spend with their imagination you know mm-hmm. or it's not really even their imag- you know, your imagination when you're writing you're kind of you're kind of leaving uh, it's like thinking but with with breadcrumbs you know <laughs> like where you're, <laughs> yeah. you're kind of going through the woods <laughs> of your of your thoughts but you kind of have a little bit of a path to trace uh, some mm-hmm. future time or not, you know, but it, but it's just it's a little bit more guided um, yeah. and less scary, I think, than just sitting with your thoughts, too. So, uh, speaking of sitting with your thoughts, am I hearing one of a Wilco song in the background? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I, was, like, <laughs> I, I was like, uh, I wonder if, if Jeff is thinks this is funny. He's in, He's doing an interview inside of a bus talking about morning pages while one of his songs is blasting on a giant i they should have told you that this is part of my part of the deal i always have my own music going you're you're like a you're like a rapper you only listen to your own music yeah. that's that's kind of your that's kind of your thing yeah well, that's actually a recording probably of last night's show uh that they use oh. to uh to, to make the pa well actually they're probably putting that through the monitors too that has the same exact settings is yeah. nice so they can start at that, that that point yeah this shit has gotten too this shit, is, this shit has gotten too serious no it's like every, honestly- every show is recorded like you know multi-track recording so they just kind of like either that's a really good version of that song that the that the front of house person likes <laughs> and wants to hear again yeah. or yeah. like these guys sound a lot like the band that's playing today i should just use this to <laughs> test the sound system or it's a shit from the similar pa in a sim, you know like mm-hmm. a similar uh, outdoor space or something i don't know yeah these guys are nuts i didn't i didn't know <laughs> i didn't know we could still be doing sheds in late october but i guess global warming is real this is uh this is unusual sheds and yeah nebraska <laughs> in you know the end of October uh I think that this show is originally supposed to be indoors and the venue is a brand new venue and it, they couldn't get it ready 
in time. Oh, it wasn't move. done, so the promoter had to move it yeah, yeah. to paint still wet. Yeah, one of his other other spots, maybe. You keep it in the family, <laughs> yeah. of course. So yeah, I don't, I don't really, as it's, I don't, I don't pay that much attention to that side of things. But I think it was, it's, a, it's a little weird. <laughs> well, does does it does it get old or like? Like if you're just walking around in a in a Whole Foods and you hear a Wilco song come on, like what 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 happens in your brain? Does somebody else look at you and go, ah? I'm always the last one to pick up on it. Honestly, I, you're like bro. You're like bro. I've made so many fucking I songs. It. You think I remember all of these? Yeah. Like that's what set lists are for. I think my first thought is this sounds familiar. <laughs> kind of groovy. The other thing that's kind of weird, I think, I think it's partially because of this. The recordings aren't as familiar to me as mm. the way we play them live and how it sounds to me on stage. I mean, I've heard Jesus, etc. standing in front of a drum kit more times than I've probably heard the <laughs> record. You know, so you'll hear the the record and be like, "Oh, it's kind of a funky version. Not bad. I mean, it's kind of interesting. <laughs> yeah. Kind of different." Yeah. Hey, we 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 nailed this. We <laughs> is this a cover? <laughs> Who is this? nailed my tone? Who is this? Uh, that is, yeah, I can, ma I can imagine that. That's a very, but recording every show every night, it's not on some dead style for the tape collector Reddit dorks. It's for your purposes to do. Is it for your discord for your Patreon? <laughs> no, uh, <laughs> it's a, I mean, it's, a, it's a little bit of both. It's, it's, yeah. it's functional for the, for the, uh, sound crew. Sure. Um, but we do mix them and put them out occasionally and and you know we have a road case series on a wilco road case series that we put up every once in a while and people can buy them and i think there's some subscriptions to to like some of those dead type um yeah streaming services that we we collaborate with occasionally are you talking about nug are you talking about nugs.net jeff one of my favorite i am talking <laughs> i am talking about nugs <laughs> Are you verified on Nugs? You got a blue check mark on Nugs? <laughs> You're asking the wrong guy. <laughs> well, for for our listeners at home who don't know what that is, it's like a a subscription service website where you can watch live performances of bands like a pay per view, like how you'd watch a UFC fight or something, right? Yeah. But it's the string cheese incident. Yeah, exactly. It's Gus or it's Wilco. Guster or Wilco. You yeah. can choose your it's fighter. It's that, but it's also. I think it's also just not not like watching the shows. There's, I think you can you know download and stream a lot of live. Mm -hmm. Oh, recording. okay, 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 okay. And hopefully get some dank flack files or something. None of this <laughs> yeah. bullshit streaming shit. You know, it, it does. It does. Yeah. It does feel for the heads. When I heard about that for the first time, I thought someone was joking with me. Mm -hmm. um, and then I quickly uh put in my credit card information and did pay twenty dollars to see john mayer play acoustic in montana um just to kind of <laughs> kick the tires on yeah. nugs.net yeah and it was a it was a great experience honestly that's it was a, a that's a bold choice <laughs> <laughs> say more um, say more on that jeff <laughs> yes, Jeff. What do you what do you mean by I'm that? Good. Because I was because I was a Nugs rookie, or because Mayor Acoustic? It was for charity, for God's sake, Jeff. <laughs> it's, which means it should be painful. <laughs> <laughs> I'm good. just kidding. I don't know. No, 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 no. no you, 
this this type of chatter is welcome here, Jeff. Don't worry. No. We like to tease. This is a it's safe, love, this is a safe space for you. I only, I only punch up. I think anything. <laughs> <laughs> you're like think. you're like I only if I'm gonna punch up, it's gonna be the the extremely good looking guy who's making a lot of money selling out MSG every night. I, that does feel fair. <laughs> that does feel fair. Yeah. Yeah. It does uh, yeah. Fair. It's important to remember and remind ourselves, Chris, that as two podcasters in our guest rooms, we are always punching up, no matter who we're making fun of. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. That's our whole policy. That's one of the advantages of staying very, very unpopular. <laughs> yes, exactly. you're always punching up. That's kind of that's how we set out to do this. Is like you know yeah. what? I'm actually comfortable kind of down here because I don't want to be able to not punch up. That would be bad for me. Yeah, that was the that was the problem with the punk rock scene at some point. I think. Yeah. Any like any anybody that rose at even a tiny bit was subjected to a certain amount of. Uh, you know, unrealistic scrutiny. Yeah, yeah. a lot of unreal. We, I mean, we talk about that a lot because Jason and I are probably we're like in our early forties, so we like we're really in our punk and hardcore prime during like sellout era, mm-hmm. and how that is just absolutely erased from memory and does not exist anymore. And you can do anything <laughs> for money, and people applaud it. And I don't know which is better, probably somewhere in the middle. Right. I saw an interview recently. I I think it was with. Conan and some like and David Grohl and <laughs> of course his crew Dave Grohl Jack White Conan yeah <laughs> the pussy posse <laughs> yeah exactly I think, well, I think it was like the two, two surviving members of Nirvana and Steve Albini was okay. on stage okay and they were talking about this and and Albini went through this big long rationalization of how he never ever saw that you know he never saw people taking ridiculous pot shots at people that didn't deserve them except when they were professionally jealous and then he went on and then he went on to say the only thing we really like i saw a lot of was when people would do things that were gross and and ridiculous to get famous and and it would you know uh, be un- undermine the sin- the people that were sincere at what they do, and like a lot of things with Steve, <laughs> I was like, "What?" But who decided that? Who decided what was gross? Yeah, you, to do that's a that's and a Steve personal said preference. Me, yeah, exactly. Steve. I know, I'm friends with I'm friends with Steve, but it was like it was one of those things where I could just hear like uh, the pushback in my head. You know, it's just like what? But nobody who decides for somebody else <laughs> what they're allowed to do to. Achieve their own goals and who cares? <laughs> yeah, you know? no, hundred yeah. <laughs> percent. Who cares is the answer I come to often in my life at this stage um, with with a lot of things, but that in particular, I, I guess it's kind of like like pornography. You, you know it when you see it. You know a sellout when you see it. But also, you could you can sell out in a more graceful way versus a uh, you know a floundering kind of awful way. Right? No, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not trying to. Posit the theory that nobody could sell out. You know, I'm. Yeah. I'm, as I just think it's kind of quaint the way it was applied <laughs> in, in the day. Oh, this is a very quaint way of selling out. Yeah. No, you're right. That sounds like the Albini I know. The attri- the attribution to somebody else of selling out, I think, is quaint. You know. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I well, it's also crazy because when that was in its real heyday, it was mostly done by like the press because there wasn't social media. So it was, well, which think, is even more I insane. It, I think that the the internet of those days was were fanzines and, mm-hmm. and smaller punk publications. And I'm a little bit older than you, so that was 
Like that, those were really influential. Like, are you talking about like Heart Attack and like Maximum Rock and Roll, or even more localized? Well, no, those were you know those, but there was also like, like um, uh, Your Flesh, uh, Forced Exposure, uh, like these lots of pretty kind of big yeah underground band scenes. And Steve would write for a lot of those, and a lot of like half oh, of so those, half of those <laughs> it's in would, his blood. <laughs> half of those would be. You know, the Pixies are a bunch of spoiled college kids. <laughs> yeah, sure, sure, sure. That's yeah. There was there was there was not a lot of um. Yeah, there was a lot of editorial license given in a fanzine in '99 or whatever. Yeah. You know, it wasn't. They weren't really checking that hard. Yeah, but anyway, it's. I digress. <laughs> our, our generation needs a, a Steve Albini type of person. I think I don't know well, if we have anyone willing to step up. The beauty of Steve Albini is like, you know, uh, he is genuine and sincere and he does absolutely exercise critical thinking. And I do, do think yeah. there's a lack of like skepticism about a lot of things. These Yes, like yes, for sure. Like be really, I think that would, we would benefit from people being a little bit more suspicious of, of, you know, <laughs> of the motivations of some of our, like, I don't know. I just, I just can't, can't all be good. <laughs> <laughs> no, that- I agree. Yeah. When everything, when, when nothing is bad, nothing is good. And, but people are afraid to be, I mean, people are afraid to hurt someone's career. Yeah. And they're so they never want to say anything bad about somebody else. We talk about this in relation to restaurants a lot because it's a very it's like if you're gonna shit on a restaurant, it's 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 kind of looked down upon because of this like it's a small business. Right. We want them to succeed, you know. But if something's bad, it's bad. I don't. I don't. I mean, there's a way to be be polite about it and not be like a dickhead. Mm-hmm. But I don't think honesty should be you know left left to the side because someone opened a, a business. You know. Well, it hurts the collective. Uh, you know, for the for the better good, you know, like yes, exactly, yeah, exactly. Not every exactly. vegan cafe can be good, guys. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, it's just, no. it's just, it's true. <laughs> Jeff, how's how's your veganism going? Uh, I'm not, I'm not vegan right now. <laughs> right, okay, we're in an off period right now. We're in an off period. Have you been okay. a cycling vegan for a long time, or did you just <laughs> recently get off? You dabbled during COVID, maybe. Yeah. Um. I just, I think I just, at some point I wasn't, just wasn't feeling well, you know, and I, like, I don't, it's really, really hard to do on the road. I know lots of people have done it for decades, but I'm not, a, I'm not a, I'm not as resourceful as those guys. <laughs> and like, mm-hmm. You know, I don't, I don't really cook. I don't bring a, you know, you don't bring a chef. I don't bring a rice, you know, <laughs> a rice cooker on the road. <laughs> 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 it's been a while since we brought a rice cooker yeah, on the road. We used huh? to have a rice cooker on the road. <laughs> that's cool. I mean, that's insane. On a bus, though, not in a van. That'd be cool if you had it in the van. On a bus, yeah. That'd be very cool if you had the rice cooker between the console and the front seat yeah, of the Econo yeah. line. That, that's very vegan straight edge to yeah, travel but, with a rice cooker in the van yeah. that only cooks brown rice. In a van that only runs on, uh, you know. Uh, canola oil <laughs> yeah it's, it's it's french fry oil we recycle it okay so so nowadays when you guys are on tour you have the riders all set up and and you just have all your stuff that you're used to and and you don't have to worry about any of that stuff anymore but you don't have a chef no we don't have a chef no i think that'd be a good investment i don't know what the p is looking like but i mean i feel like a chef would be a nice kind of turn the back lounge into a state-of-the-art kitchen i think we're uh several tiers below 
the chef status. <laughs> Several tears. <laughs> I think there's a lot of young line cooks with Wilco forearm tattoos that'd be willing to do it in, in just trade for some tickets and exposure, you know? Yeah. Uh, they would do it for experience and exposure for sure. They'll harm you in your sleep, but you know, a free meal is a free meal. Yeah, those guys don't need us. <laughs> <laughs> they have plenty of jobs. I mean, eating on the road is historically difficult, of course, but I do think that the um do you try to like leave the grounds or are you a guy that's like I the bus parks, I play, I get back on the bus, or do you try to explore if you have time at this point? Um for years and years and years my like main strategy for my mental health on the road has been to leave the ven- leave the venue and hike. If I can get to some place where I can hike, whoa! Um, this average 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 like five or eight miles a day, even and in places where you couldn't do that, just try and get out and walk around the city or find yeah you know find some park I can walk around a million times or something <laughs> somewhere <laughs> sure, sure, sure. somewhere sort of green. But generally generally you can get a uh, somebody from the venue to give you a ride to a trailhead. And I would do that for, for, uh, and it really helped, you know, uh, spending less time at the venue. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately for the last year, I have really severe arthritis in my hips mm. and I need hips. I need it, especially my right hip has been so painful. It's really hard to get through a show. So most of my days on recently are just, saving the time that i'm going to spend on my feet for showtime (laughs) right 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 so so the hip the hips after years of rocking god said it's time for a replacement is that yeah i guess so i mean they say it's uh you know just genes it's just congenital like deformation deformation so what what can you what can be done about this other than rest and relaxation, uh, I have a hip surgery planned in January. Actually, when we're on the road and have enough time to recover. Well, the worst, the worst part about this, Jeff, and I can say this to you as a former OxyContin head myself, yeah. is that you can't kind of take the handful of the perks before you pick up the telly and kind of make it work. That's the problem. I can't even <laughs> take Advil. I just like, uh, yeah. I like, really? Is that a choice or does it yeah. like make you sick? <laughs> this is, is, it's a, it's a choice. It's actually, oh, no, it's like a, 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 a doctor prescribed mm-hmm. thing. I guess, you know, really? I've taken enough Advil in my life that my kidneys are not happy oh. about that. Okay. So, okay. Yeah. So it's for, it's for medical reasons, not yeah, just because yeah. okay, it's not unusual. I mean, I think everyone kind of has their line of where that is. You yeah. know, and then some people yeah. don't cross the Tylenol line. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm fine. You know, I just, but it's just like, ah, it's right on the edge of not being, you know, so I don't want to push it. So, you know, it's been challenging. <laughs> no. Yeah, no, of course. No, I mean, the body stuff, once you, I mean, that's the hardest part of aging, I would say, is that things just stop kind of working the way that you're used to them working and you're forced to reckon with that. Right. And I think it makes you, you know, I think it makes you think about a lot of things beyond like my hip hurts. Yeah. I mean, it's a, it ends up being a psychological challenge almost more than a physical challenge. You know, it's like the the pain kind of becomes a part of your daily, you know, it's just like, it's there. (laughs) Yeah. And Mm -hmm. You know, you figure out ways to take yourself away from it. Um, but the psychological side of it is really, really, this isn't very fun. I'm sorry. <laughs> about other things. 
Can, no, no, no. We don't, don't worry. Talk about, we don't have to talk about my hip. No, no. I love. I I like this because I think that it's um. I, I think that it's stuff we all deal with in some way. It's just you're you're in a position where you literally have to be on your feet for like two plus hours every day. Well, it's it's also so. more of a bummer for you to talk about it than it is for us, probably. Yeah. Well, no. I'm, my wife keeps telling me, "Well, sit down. Why don't you sit down?" And I'm like. I just, I just, I don't know how, I don't know how to do. You're not ready. You're not ready to go Dylan mode. <laughs> uh, first of all, I mean, I can't sit down on a stool. The stool's actually more painful than than just mm-hmm. sitting down. Standing. But like, yeah. I don't know. We have pedals. I always move to different points at parts of the stage to hear what I want to hear. When you know, it's a yeah. weird thing. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe a well, rascal, rascal with a pedal board on it. <laughs> <laughs> Who does? Oh, Jason. We saw. Yeah, we saw spiritualized a couple times in a row. And you know, he's always sat down, which I always mm-hmm. appreciated. Um, right. But my, we had a younger friend with us. He was like, "What the fuck? He's sitting down." I'm like, "Bro, that's his whole thing. He always sits down." <laughs> right. And so does Rick Ross too. He'll he'll take a breather <laughs> yeah, in between. That's yeah, that's true. Yeah. You have to. Yeah, I mean, taking a breather in between. Do you do you leave the stage for like a t-shirt change at any point, or do you are you out there the whole time? I've been wearing the same t-shirt the whole tour. <laughs> <laughs> so, 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 I don't. I change it like every day before I go out there, but I don't change it during the show. Is what you're saying? Uh, we don't have any costume changes. Mm-hmm. Um, Chris and I are about to head to Australia to do a live podcast in a couple of days, and we're only going to be gone for like a week or so. But I'm starting to feel that separation from my from my house and my my, my wife and my dog and stuff is starting to hit that moment where you're going to have to, you know, make somebody sad for a while. How do you, do you have any tips on abandoning your family <laughs> for the road? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> my wife, my wife ran a rock club and, uh, she's always been around music and, and understands the whole thing. So she's more likely to pl- pack my bags and put them by the front door. <laughs> if, I haven't been on tour in a while, yeah. you know, <laughs> it's, a, it's a healthy part of our relationship. Honestly, it's just like, Oh really? We've, I think so. I think that it's been really, really fortunate for me to have, I mean, it's not like there haven't been times where it's, it's really a drag to be gone and, and she's, mm-hmm. you know, dealing with a lot and I wish I could be there or, you know, uh, yeah. separation sucks. But for the most part, she, she's been 100% supportive supportive of it and and um and understands you know we've been together for 36 years so a little time apart ain't so bad <laughs> yeah she yeah that makes it i mean that, I'm, I'm joking but also it's true but we've only been together in we've only been in the same place seven years oh wow <laughs> <laughs> no, <I'm just> kidding. <laughs> but, 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 but but you know like i think um i think it's good to, to exercise that like that ability to stay connected with just your words on a phone and now there's more technology to do it uh like with a little bit more information you know mm-hmm. um, I, I somehow i can't imagine you facetiming but i even guess jeff that, tweedy has to facetime his chick damn that's crazy is- bro we're all the same we're all the same <laughs> we, we facetime occasionally if she you know I have to show her like um, ridiculous bathrooms in the hotel rooms. <laughs> the trend these days of bathrooms that have see-through, yes. like the walls you can turn on yes, and off. Yes, 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 yes. We, we've actually we've actually talked about this before. Yeah. Uh, that who who is that for? 
Nobody wants I it. Don't have, it makes my wife so angry. She gets so oh, angry. Uh, yeah. was like, you so can I, hit a button and now you can see me taking a shit. Great. This is awesome. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yo, it's, guys, it's it's sexy. Come on. It's sexy. Like, yeah. You know, that's the, what the world thinks is sexy. I've like, I've just, <laughs> I just don't understand. <laughs> doesn't work for you <laughs> i think it's more i think that hotels often i experienced this actually at the langham in chicago a couple weeks ago mm-hmm. i was like why is this sh- what is this button i was like oh it's one of those uh-huh. it's one of the fucking thing but i think that hotels are just constantly trying to add as much shit yeah. to the experience so they can charge more money and that's one yeah. of those things i thought yeah recently i thought i found one that didn't have that and like in a, a lot of the european ones are mm-hmm. you know I had a, a string of them that were like that. And then I like got to this one hotel and I'm like, oh, well, at least it's not a bathroom that has like the voyeur uh, market corner, you know, like, <laughs> and then I realized there was a corner, like little window that wasn't, it wasn't even, you could turn on or off. You could, and you could just stand there in the corner and it was, an, uh, it was an observation. It was like uh, being at the Lusty Lady in San Francisco, if you've ever been there exactly. before. It was like a, yeah, it's a peep show. And it, was like, <laughs> it was mostly focused on the toilet, which was like, what? Oh, pe- yo, people are freaks. You know, you know? I, don't ha- I, I, I don't see any of this nice jacuzzi bathtub, but the toilet. Prime view. Primo stuff. Yeah, I just pictured the architect going, no, no, this is, this is, this is where you want the yeah, window. Move it. Move it. Yeah. <laughs> That no, that's that's something we have talked about. And I actually talked to I interviewed Kelly Wurstler, who's like a famous like interior designer, and she she does hotels and she was like, Yeah, it's fucked up. Like I don't like no one can pinpoint who started it and where it came from, but it's just taken over. Yeah, there are also a ton of like ba- uh, bathrooms lately that don't have doors. You know? They're just kind of like mm-hmm. in the room, you know, like Yeah, it's just there. It's just there. And then and also showers that have no doors. Yeah. So and I've never been in a sexy hotel with a shower or with a shower door or no curtain or anything like that. A hundred percent of the times it floods the bathroom. Yeah. But let's let's digress. But to answer your question about uh ang- you know, separation anxiety. Mm-hmm. Um uh I don't have any I don't have any advice for you. <laughs> To answer your question, you're on your own, Chief. <laughs> was it harder or easier once you had like kids, though? Because when the kids, I'm sure, you're like I gotta get away from these brats, or was it more like I really miss them when I'm gone? Both. Um, <laughs> I had to struggle with it a lot. I felt really guilty, and and I really do. Yeah, do miss them still, even though they're young men. I came to the conclusion that that they might not see me as much if I had a nine to five job, you know, that, that, that there's a good Mm. chance that not only would they not, they would see me about as much in terms of quality time, but that they would potentially have a different father. Oh, for sure. Yeah. If you, if you man, if you manage the AT&T store, yeah, it would be a little bit of a different experience. Right. That's a good, that, that makes, that's a justification that makes a lot of sense. Actually. I mean, when, when you're there, you're really there. Right. Instead of just sort of partially. But when you're not there, daddy's really not there. Right. Um, Sammy just flew out to be on the road with me. Hey, Sammy, say hi. Hello. No, come, come show your on. face. <laughs> come show your face on this audio-only podcast, Sammy. What up? <laughs> what up? What up? What up? What up? Hi. Hi. So, yeah, he says that everything's fine. He's totally well-adjusted, doesn't have any... <laughs> 
whatever. <laughs> yeah. I'm I'm great. Couldn't be better. hundred percent. Yes. This guy rules. Yeah. What? Well, I mean, is is he contributing anything or just hanging out? Um, I lifted some things yesterday. Okay. Okay, that's good. I, like you. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Not to brag. Did you did you lift a topo that, chico to your mouth and that was about it, or was it some gear? I lifted a I lifted a, a crate of topo chicos. <laughs> <laughs> okay he's getting after it that's i mean that's that's exactly Job what well you're done. here for that's that you're yeah. earning your keep nice man all right go to your, go to your room <laughs> go to your, <laughs> your bunk damn that's really fun yeah you're you're you've been you you're almost inspiring me to have a child now <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean that's i mean that's the uh, the, that's the the thing that gives me some confidence that there's some truth in what I was saying about like uh, the the quality of it. You know, it's like yeah, like, like we all still want to spend a lot of time together. We enjoy getting together and being together. And I see a lot of families where that doesn't seem to be the case. Yeah. You know, I mean, it, it seems to get worse and worse. Yeah, I, I would say that's more common. Yeah, I would say that's more common than what you're experiencing. Um, in the uh, in in your book, I was actually asking my brother, who's uh, a massive fan, and he he's read all the books and everything. And I asked him if he had a question for you, and he um, he was talking about how like especially the how to write a song book, and and he he was talking about how he knows all these people who are musicians who have read the book and it's helped them so much, and all these amateur, you know, they've never written a song before. Thousands of people have read it and have helped them, but. Have there been have there been any like actual famous real musicians who have reached out who are like, damn, bro, like this book really helped me write a fucking song? Um, yeah, there. I mean, I don't know if I they would want me to share their names. Sure, they might be embarrassed. <laughs> <laughs> mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I, I've I've gotten that feedback from like uh, quite a few people actually. It's, it's been nice, you know, or, or maybe um, there have been a few people that have felt like they were experiencing some writer's block yeah or you know just kind of kind of stuck and it helped unstuck them mm -hmm. you know yeah 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 yeah. i get the most feedback from people that don't really have anything to do with songwriting but they felt like the book applied to something that they do right um you helped kickstart my knitting career or whatever it may be yeah well yeah it's just like if like um you're lucky enough to find something you like to do that doesn't mean that you can't still create a practice where you carve out time for you to have that for yourself yeah. every day. You know? mm. Yeah. Do you, do you find yourself, do you, do you like the, the creation process or the, or the editing process more? Oh, I, I definitely like the creation process. Um, I love like, that's one of the reasons I, I think I get propelled along to do this. It's like, I like, not knowing what new song I'm going to have to to think about every day, and I love the potential. Uh, I love hearing the potential when it's something brand new that just like you didn't know it was there, and then you found it, and you just made something that that didn't exist. Mm -hmm. And then you know you listen back to it, and those early those early demos or recordings, like on my phone, of like guitar parts and you know, song sketches. Mm -hmm. I mean, in my mind, they, they could be, you know, orchestrated like in a million different ways. They have mm -hmm. infinite potential mm -hmm. and the more, the longer that they survive and the longer that they, they, they 
stay in your head and become something you want to share with the world, you kind of mourn the loss of that because you have to make decisions to share it with the world. You have to keep whittling it down to something yeah. that is most represent representative. I mean, you always mourn. I always mourn a little bit of the other potential that gets has to be put away. Yeah. You know? For me, I'm like the opposite where like the, because I, I guess like when I think of creating, like when you're talking about creation, you're talking about finding things that are already there and maybe dusting them off. And you know, there's, there's a piece of a song there. And to me, in my mind, the creation process is like this, it's like a childbirth thing where it's like, it's sort of painful and something is being created out of nothing. It didn't exist before and now it exists. And you're saying it's more of it, it, everything all exists here. You just have to train yourself how to find it. No, I don't believe. I don't. I don't know. Maybe I'm not being really clear. I do, I think that no, the, no, you are. Act of, the act of create creation is an act of discovery, but it's discovery of things you didn't know were there. You know, mm-hmm. I don't think it's like you know recognizing the shapes that exist and putting them together in a different way or something like that. Yeah, I do think it's like just putting yourself in a situation where you're not you're not judging though. You know, like you're not. Uh, you're not using that side of your brain that you're talking about with an editing process. It's all judgment. It's all taste. It's all mm-hmm. making decisions based on something other than the pure mm-hmm. creative act. You know, like yeah, it's hard. It's hard to do both, and it's and you definitely have to turn one part of that brain off when you're doing one thing and and the opposite, or unless you have you know a band of musicians who are good at whittling that down for you. Or with you? I mean, yeah, it's 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 definitely helpful to have a band of sympathetic, you know, folks that that are you know adept at shifting gears and finding what you know what what we're looking for. But I don't know. Um, I like both. I don't mean to sound like I don't like that other process. I mean, it's exciting when a song comes together, and especially when it comes together with a new act of like discovery and creation where you're like oh i had no idea that that song could sound like that and this like this arrangement came out of nowhere how is that how do mm-hmm. we do that you know that's like the best question to have in your head at the at, in the whole process it's like how did that happen you know it's like <laughs> you get to be, like you just get to be an, a witness to it or something you know not yeah, that yeah, yeah. I think it comes from the universe or some like you know like i'm a, I'm a vessel for it i mean not no yeah <laughs> I think it comes from your, subcon- your subconscious, but the subconscious is real, and it, and, but it's still you, you know? I'm merely a vessel. I'm merely a vessel. My little shadow. There you go. There it is. <laughs> <laughs> do, you, do you arrange? Do you have, like, arrangements? Do you have that shit in your head? Does, do you think of it like that? Or is that, like, is it kind of bare bones, and then you, and then, like, this part's going to go here? You know what I mean? Or is it, it does all come at once? No, it's, it, and generally, at the very, very early stages of a song, uh, coming together, uh, this, I'm really focused on simplicity and I think it has benefited me over the years to only really think a song is a song. If I can put it across by myself, you know, like, yeah, there's a, if there's some core of the song that I could sing in front of an audience or sing to somebody and have them get the song, then I feel like you can do an amazing amount of things to honor that but still make it sonically interesting so it, ha- it has to work 
just in two pieces like an in one instrument and your voice if if it, if it can't do that then it ain't ready yet there are very few <laughs> that i can't play solo acoustic you know like the shows i do, I do yeah. by myself and that's because it's that's been the general idea of how that i have of a song i think it's a double-edged sword i think that there are bands and and there you know lots of there are a lot of interesting artists that that's not the case at all. You can't picture them ever putting it across without the the sonic textures that are required, yeah. instrumentation that's required, and it's not not based in a folk tradition, which is where my vocabulary really originates. So, yeah, I, I get that, and and at at times I try and dabble in that, and I but in, in general I try and bring that world to mm -hmm. my world. Yeah, but I don't. I don't. I feel like a visitor in that world when I, <laughs> yeah. when I, I just go straight for straight for the sonic experimentation. That's never been, been like the point. Well, have you have you ever experimented and done like a, a solo like analog synth? Sure, little I mean, kind of random thing. You know, over the years, I mean, like so many years of spending so much time in the studio. There's, you know, metal tunes. You know, like <laughs> I've done it all. <laughs> Okay, so metal tune. So we got I mean, any we got any Britney Spears demos laying around, or like how far did we go? I wish. I wish. <laughs> what, what what genre of music out of all these explorations of of your metal tunes or your ambient side projects or whatever? What has the the most? Uh, has there ever been a time where you're like, damn, bro, this is actually kind of good. Like maybe I need to re release a new moniker or or something like that. Has there ever been anything that's if you were to navigate away from the folk wilco world i mean some if it's really good it's ended up on a record in general you know, like, <laughs> like well we're gonna make this work we're you know like i think that the song yeah. meant to be on the new record on, on cousin is like basically kind of a disco song you know it's like it's it's aiming at some intersection between echo and the bunnymen and and abba or something oh. you know like that's, that's <laughs> it wasn't an intentional that isn't like a genre exercise. It wasn't like a, let's aim at that thing. It's just that the, this certain drum beat really got exciting to hear like a four on the floor, like disco drum beat behind this tune. And then, you know, but yeah, I, we've never been the kind of band that goes, that doesn't sound like us. So we shouldn't put it out. It's great. No, is it? I mean, that's, that's what keeps it fun and what keeps you sane. I'm sure. And a, a song like that, I'm sure will be a nugs, favorite because you can sort of make the, yeah. the 17 minute extended <laughs> dance remix of it the you extended know? mix yeah the yeah, extended we, mix the extended we, mix yeah, we just did a video for it and we were ex actually extended it a little bit oh yeah fuck <laughs> it <laughs> Funny you say that. We want to do like a six-minute thing for YouTube. Yeah, it yeah. felt right. Radiohead does that on some of their songs. Well, they'll just kind of get it going for a while. It's it's fun. Mm -hmm. it, it, it turns into a hypnotic situation where I don't know if people use drugs at Wilco shows. Maybe a little bit here and there, and then they can kind of catch a vibe, right? I would imagine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what are you, are you guys doing? The you're doing the the festival. <laughs> I, I went to the the festival at Mass Mocha like years ago. Oh, nice. Um. And but you're moving. It's now in Mexico. No, that's not the same festival. It's different. Okay, but but it's still it's it's still like Wilco presents vibe. It's a it's a it's a more like a type of festival that gets done by uh, you know these collaboration with between yeah uh, some promoters in a resort and 
it's a really fun thing to get to do to curate one and keep it as as close to our vision of it as possible. But um, but it's not the same as Solid Sound, which is okay, okay, which okay, one hundred percent our our like our curate curation uh, from you know top to bottom, like from yeah. vendors. You you decide what kind of toilet paper is in the bathroom. Exactly, we're like tip to tail, excruciating details. <laughs> I'm pouring over it. the notes. So, I'm at so Home the, Mex- the one in Mexico that is more maybe more akin to like a Weezer cruise kind of situation I, I don't, on a I don't, resort vibe. I don't know if it's yeah. I mean, let's let's face it. Yeah, it's probably. <laughs> <laughs> I don't I, think that was not the best again, example. Like, I don't think there's anything, but there's no good example. I don't think there's no, anything the, wrong with that. I think it's you know we've we've done it a couple of times already, and it's just. Uh, I don't know, man. It's just, it's great to facilitate people getting a break. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. Like, I mean, it sounds fun. I mean, anyone who would poo-poo it is just jealous that they don't have a, a large enough rabid fan base to be able to make money and have fun doing that kind of stuff because you just hang out and party for a weekend at a resort and make a bunch of money. It's fucking great. Yeah. Make a lot of people's year. Somebody comes to you and says, you want to curate a festival in the middle of the winter in Mexico? Yeah. And, the answer uh, is yes. Yes, chef. Yeah, I mean, yeah, we were talking to our agent about this because I think that we were kind of trying to see if How Long Gone could maybe slot in yeah, at yeah. the festival. And I think we were told maybe next year. <laughs> um, so hopefully this kind of pushes us over the line. Um, oh, yeah. we'll, see what hap- we'll see what happens. I, we'll I, see what happens. I'm up for a collab. <laughs> <laughs> I'm up for a collab. Yeah, I mean, M- Mass Mocha is such an amazing place like it's so special and cool and like i i was i was very happy to witness that mexico i've never been to the beach in mexico but nothing i want more than listening to waxahachie as the fucking waves hit my feet you know what i right. mean it sounds great i mean the irony of it is is like most of wilco's music is not for the beach you know? <laughs> no it's not no it's not, not. <laughs> which is actually one of the reasons i was so i was kind of into the idea because it's just it's it's kind of absurd uh on on one yeah. level yeah, you're like you know, contextualize some of these lyrics and some of these things that Wilco has in <laughs> in proximity to you know the sun and waves, you know the the, the sound <laughs> of seagulls squawking in the distance. Yeah. Well, have has that inspired you to maybe insert some more kind of calypso elements into some of your classic <laughs> tunes, some congas or anything like that? No, 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 not so much. <laughs> we're we're steadfast. Uh, okay, holding <laughs> strong. Okay, we'll try it out in Mexico. If it works there, then maybe we'll come up to Malibu and yeah. and the Hamptons next I mean, year. There's a you know definitely a void in the market now with Buffett gone. So that's what I was gonna. Uh, that's what I was thinking. I feel I was like I think it's time for you to kind of transition into your Buffett era. I think you're the guy for the job. And you have and, and you have no idea what happened to him. You weren't anywhere <laughs> near him at the sign of no. Uh, you have no comment at all. Okay, interesting. Oh yeah, that's funny to hear. <laughs> <laughs> Did you uh, um, have you seen or heard the uh, version of Margaritaville going around online? That's in the minor key. Yes. Somebody's. Like, <laughs> no, yeah, I, haven't, I haven't. No. How is it? Is it pretty good? It's exactly what you think it's going to be. Amazing. It changes everything. <laughs> it's like the sad alcoholic. Uh, like yeah. You know, on the collapse. It changes everything. <laughs> Has anyone ever done that to you? To you guys? Uh, adjusted from a minor to a major. Or, or 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 to maybe make a a sad Wilco song sound happy? Um, we've done it 
to ourselves sometimes. <laughs> like it's, like, okay. You know, we have a practice, we have a practice room that we set up every day that we like before the show we play, you know, for like an hour just going through songs that are on the set list that we haven't played in a while or just kind of mm-hmm. going over songs that we haven't played in a while just you know kind of keeping all of the repertoire in our heads and but yeah, yeah. once in a while it just we, we come up with we did um did a doors doors ish version of heavy metal drummer for a while that that was <laughs> did funny. the did the crowd respond to that or is that more for you guys we just kind of on stage we kind of just used it as an intro to the actual song you know okay i sincerely miss those heavy metal bands <laughs> <laughs> oh okay i see it now i, I was i was my brain I was going to go like, see was there like landing a, in the summer yeah that yeah. sounds good that sounds good i like the experimentation okay. i think it's good i was wondering if there's like a a, a very self-indulgent indulgent organ organ lead yeah. in the background close your eyes you can see the water buffalo being slaughtered and the napalm <laughs> 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 uh, all right jeff well it was a pleasure talking to you thank you for taking the time it was great all right well i do have one bit of advice for you um please when you're in australia and you're having the best time you should keep it to yourself. <laughs> Noted. <laughs> <laughs>